0: Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. This is another crossover episode with Finding Favorites with Leah Jones. This is the second of the two guest hosting opportunities I had for my dear friend Leah, one of the greatest podcasters out there, to host her show while she was going through a huge medical journey, and uh, first of all, wish her a speedy recovery and only good things in the coming year, and then second, I want to tell you a little bit about this episode. I got to interview... Adil Rafai, one of the most renowned and amazing podcasters out there. He hosts Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle. He uh, is just one of the warmest, nicest, kindest podcasters, humans, mentors to other podcasters out there, and he was extremely generous with his time. We talked about his love of Chicago food, and then we also talked about general geekdom and snuck in a little bit about the Avatar-verse, for those who are Avatar Airbender fans, because he's a huge fan. Again, a huge thank you to Leah Jones. Everyone should subscribe to her podcasts, Finding Favorites, and, of course, Candy Chat Chicago, which she hosts with Jocelyn Gayboy, because that's also amazing. Really hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to the Finding Favorites podcast, where we explore your favorite things without using an algorithm. Here's your host, Leah Jones. Hello and welcome to Finding Favorites. I'm your host Leah Jones, and welcome to the podcast. It's coming to you a little bit late. Um, it's Sunday, January 30th, and I am really excited. This week, um, we have my guest host Shy Corman from Friday Night Movie Podcast, and he is here with his guest Adal Refai. Adal is um, plays Chunt on Magic Tavern. He's on Hey Riddle Riddle, Sibling Specula. Um, he's a, uh, he hosts Guest Pianage by Jackbox Games. So you can find him all over the internet. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern being, you know, one of the biggest uh, places you'll probably recognize him from. So pleased he joined Shy to talk about restaurants in Chicago. And it is a really fun tasty romp through a city I love. Um, if you are new here and just here for Shy and Adal, go ahead and fast forward a couple minutes. Um, Shy is my guest host because I have been going through breast cancer treatment and got too tired to keep up with the podcast. But this week I went for my final scheduled chemotherapy and ultimately they decided that I um, that doing the last infusion was going to be too hard on my body. And so after 11 taxol infusions, I'm done with chemotherapy. Um, and we'll continue on with a whole bunch of tests this week to make sure um, that the chemotherapy did what it was supposed to do. I talked to my radiation oncologist Get a brain MRI, see a pulmonologist, blah, blah, blah. But I celebrated with part of the plan. Originally, my plan had been to see the doughboys live in Chicago. They postponed for Omicron, but I um, kept up with my Saturday matinee uh, tradition, my steroid Saturday tradition, even though this week I did not get steroids um, and saw Scream 4. And then I met up with people who are also fans of the Doughboys podcast, and we had uh, Manny Petties and Chicago hot dogs, uh, drove out to Super Dogs, went to Fiat and Andersonville for hummus and Malort, and it was a very silly night, um, fun to celebrate. And today I'm kind of chilling at home with friends, helping me take care of household tasks that I still do not have the energy to do yet um but i continue to improve thank thankfully um so wash your hands wear your mask uh get your booster shots and keep enjoying your favorite things <laughs>
0: Here we are, and welcome to Finding Favorites with Leah Jones. I am, of course, not Leah Jones, Shai Corman of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, filling in for Leah as she continues her medical journey. And we wish her well and a speedy recovery. Leah, we love you, and thank you for letting us help you in this exciting, awesome, awesome way of getting to guests in your podcast. Today, I'm going to take the opportunity again to interview a bucket list Interviewee, and that is the great Otto Refai of Chicago fame, of podcast fame. My podcast professor is what I'm going to call you, even though.
2: Ooh, my captain, my captain. Yeah, I'm I'm of Chicago fame first and foremost, and then podcast fame, and then Middle Eastern fame, and then from there it just goes downhill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Otto. Adol doesn't necessarily remember, which is okay, because there are many acolytes in his podcast world. But I took his podcasting course during the pandemic uh, through Queen City Comedy, right? Queen City.
2: Yeah, Queen City Comedy. And and um, how dare you? I do remember you, because you you like you said, you're wearing a Montreal hot, hat. I brought up Montreal, and then I said, I'm saying Montreal weird, Montreal. <laughs> and then I said something along the lines of, Ooh, chewy bagels or something like that and you went like yeah okay so I definitely I do remember you I do remember
0: my my deep dive opinions I could go on those chewy bagels is that would be the episode (laughs) because I'm American by birth but I was raised in Montreal so I I have a real duality real dual identity when it comes to the bagels but hot Montreal bagel from real bagel on Queen Mary by the way that is where the locals in the suburbs really go. Well, One of the well, places well. that are famous on the internet. Okay. Get get a fresh bagel and then get yeah. a bagel board, which is a bagel that's been slammed into a really, really hard brick. Interesting. <laughs> this is great that we started with bagels because we are going to, in fact, talk about food because yes. I know from listening to your incredible interview with Janet Varney and other legend of the podcast world and a huge one influence on me and just the nicest human being on the planet.
2: You, yeah. She may uh, just full disclosure. She may be the love of my life. She, she is. She's the best. She's the absolute she, best.
0: She inspires joy and is the kindest person in the world. And yeah. as, as someone who met her, it's like not like we grew up together. I met her through her <laughs> famousness, and had we have adopted her into my family as a family member. I'm always amazed at how much extra room she has in her heart for 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 people.
2: Yes, she's the most gracious, kind, giving person, and she has the best laugh. And it's you can't. I feel like her. Th- there's like maybe three or four people in the podcasting world that that do this for me it's like Janet Varney Mary Holland and like Paul F. Tompkins where it's like you cannot be in their presence and not just be like giddy as all get out like you're you revert back to being a child and you're just like I cannot it's almost like you're on on the, uh, the edge of your seat waiting to laugh like you know oh, it's gonna oh come yeah. you know that they're gonna have you dying so you're just like in anticipation already smiling and giggling and it just it's truly the best feeling
0: and, and the childlike wonder just surges. Yes, yeah. So speaking of childlike wonder, and speaking of podcasting, oh, where's this going? Well, your I feel like your <laughs> podcasts that you are most famous for. Okay, um, because you appear in lots of places. But hello from the Magic Tavern, mm-hmm. brushing up on last night. I'm going to ask you about your most recent episode, by the way, where you play Chunt. Yes, it is all about imagination and taking mm-hmm. people into the world of Foon, and then also Hey Riddle Riddle. I feel like mm-hmm. it's another one that requires childlike wonder in order to be a part of, let's start, let's get into your origin story here, here in Act yeah. One. Okay. How did you pick that as your entry point into the podcasting world? Because you are a man of many talents.
2: Okay. Uh, how did I pick Hello from the Magic Tavern?
0: Yeah. Or, or, uh, or Hey Little Riddle, either one. You can pick either yeah. one. But how did you pick this? Well, in Hello from the Magic Tavern in particular, this world of fantasy, improvisation, making up stories, building worlds.
2: Yeah. So one of my origin story is I was bitten by a radioactive microphone. Uh, let's get that out of the way. I, so I did a lot of improv in Chicago after college, and I eventually fell into a group called World News Tonight. Um, which is, was created and directed by the uh, absolutely incredible, uh, one one of my best friends, uh, my former roommate and sort of my mentor, this gentleman named Jason Chin, uh, who's no longer with us, but he put together world news tonight. And that's where, I mean, Jordan Klepper came out of there. um, A lot of, a lot of well-known comedians, a lot of brilliant people, a lot of writers for like uh, the Colbert show and a lot of other shows. Um, But on that team, World News Tonight, I met two folks, Arnie Necamp and Matt Young. And we just, we kept going into scenes together. We developed this really fun, playful rapport. We'd love to hang out in the green room after shows. And so Arnie Necamp was someone who had already done three or four podcasts. And he started to think of a podcast for the three of us to do together. And so that's how Hello for the Magic Tavern started. And I think that sort of world building and the playfulness and the silliness came from just our rapport with each other. And the three of us are all big nerds. We love comics, we love uh, toys, we love video games, we love fantasy. Um, so we just decided to sort of build out our own world. And we are, you know, we already have this rapport in improv, so we just kind of leaned on that, um, and that's how we started Hello for the Magic Tavern. And then maybe three or four years into Hello for the Magic Tavern, I felt like I wanted to do another podcast uh, on my own. The, where I was like, I want to create a podcast that I wish existed. And so I love puzzles and riddles and games and like brain teasers. So I created Hey, Riddle Riddle with two other members of World News Tonight, JPC and Aaron Keefe. And uh, and then that became its own thing.
0: Wow. World News Tonight's like the Bill Belichick.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <a> <laughs> well, that's awesome not... <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: that's a loaded answer. Um, but yeah, I think Jason Chin gave gave uh, t- brought to fruition a lot of uh, cool podcasts.
0: Fair enough. I, proxy, I was trying yeah. to think of it. I was going to say Bill Walsh. But I don't know. I guess Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it the Joe Walsh. It's like the TV. Eagles. Uh... Exactly. Glenn Frey, solo yeah, Uh-huh. Boys of summer. You or like were like Genesis. Of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a boy of summer. I was a boy for, of summer for with for TV. Podcast. Yeah. So you're a professional podcaster. Leah and I, we always talk about and are proud of our indie podcaster uh ethics or ethic no no our indie podcaster identity yeah. and our motto is often you got to spend money to lose money that's how <laughs> we describe our podcast but you do this Fantastic. as a job mm-hmm. and that's incredible and 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 you are not and i maybe you're friends with some of the big new podcasters like Barack Obama he has a podcast now too
2: me I call him Bo, me, Bo, and Bruce all hanging out, me and Conan who invented uh, uh podcasts, We always chum around. So it's it, nice. It, it,
0: so there's a lot of big names that have gotten into podcasting, but mm-hmm. you, you come from the real indie world of podcasting. What's that? How does that map look from indie podcaster to actual professional podcaster? I'm not trying to get Matt, take your secret sauce here. I'm just curious how that, <laughs> Brown sugar. How, how that happens
2: the secret anytime someone says they have a secret ingredient and they always say that the dumb thing of, uh, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. The ingredient is always brown sugar. Please know that, uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. It's always brown sugar.
0: I um, put that against all, um, recommendations in the recipe for French toast that I have. I always yeah, put brown sugar.
2: That's it's, uh, it's it makes great food. Um, I, yeah. So when we started hello from the magic tavern, I think, it, you know, the mindset was not that we we're going to have a big show. The mindset was not that this is going to be supplemental income or eventually full-time income. The idea was just like, let's make this for ourselves. We're going to make ourselves laugh, each other laugh, and then like 20 of our friends. So I think, I, I mean, there was no map or plan and no blueprints for what happened. I think it was just a lot of luck. And then something else I, I want to give a huge amount of credit to is um, like audio <laughs> producers and engineers and our, our sound team, um, like Garrett Schultz and Chris Chris Rathjen. Uh, there's so many people on our team at Magic Tavern who I think make this show sound so ridiculously good that that allowed for a lot of our success, I believe. So, so I, th- I think sound, I think the the, the quality of the audio, the, the quality of the sounds, uh, effects and soundscape. I think have a huge amount to do with success. It can either make or break a podcast. So I think we are lucky enough to find people who really put forth their, uh, all their energy and talents and, and made it something so listenable um, that, that we reap the benefits of.
0: So last night I was listening to your most recent episode where, or I think it's your most recent one as of when we were recording this, which mm-hmm. includes Nyla Rose and Aubrey Edwards.
2: Yeah. Who,
0: I, I am a huge AEW fan. If not for the raging pandemic, I would have been almost ringside to their Washington D.C. dates. And I oh damn! And I, I follow I follow uh, Aubrey Edwards in particular on Instagram because she's got a killer Instagram where she actually uses toys of her of herself and reenacts scenes. She posts these reenact scenes <laughs> from the various matches. So you I have just, to I have to follow her on there. And 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 Leah, the host of this show, loves that my sister refers to AEW as a and w anyways <laughs> you had them on and there's all these one of the things i've noticed as i was listening on headphones is that it sounds like you're almost in one of these role rpg video games where there's like the sounds of the town and the sounds of the tavern yeah I, was, I, I to myself was thinking i'm like wow they get great sound if they're recording live in a tavern that's all sound design and sound effects from your producers
2: Yes, uh, it's all them. Like if you were to play the raw audio and then the finished product, you'd be like, what the hell? And so many, I don't know what it is, but so many, I guess it's a compliment, but so many people assume the sound effects are done in real time. So I don't know. I don't know if people think we have like a Foley artist on hand or something, but like the, even just like the fireplace, the sound effect that happened when we were in, um, in certain episodes or for certain seasons, people thought it was like going the whole time while we record. So it's, it's really, I mean, that's, that's a, uh that's a pin in their hat for the audio engineers for for how well they do that that people assume it's in the room with us
0: i it actually the way i can describe those sounds is they Mm -hmm. tickle the imagination yes because there's the there's the action that's going on the conversation but then there's this little tickling that goes on where i'm picturing where you are and i i I was doing this double take long glad we got to talk about sound effects okay I, I do want to mention
2: just cool. real quick. I think the like that tickle you're <laughs> you're describing in a in a very creepy way. Uh, <laughs> the, the tickle I think is oh. what leads to I think podcast more than any other medium leads to this connection with the artists. So I feel like when I meet people who listen to the show, especially Magic Tavern, there's such a intimacy that they uh, assume or have with the artists. So it's a lot of like. You know, people listen in their bedroom, they listen while they cook or they listen on the on the commute to work or in their car, whatever it might be. But I think that soundscape versus just reading or when you watch a, a, a TV or film, you see everything as they want you to see it. I think just the audio with sound effects allows for such a mindscape, for, allows for you to kind of flesh it out in your brain of like, here's what I think it looks like. And it leads to such a cool intimacy with the artist that, that I don't think is replicated in any other medium. So I just want to mench uh, to tip my hat to that because I think it's really special and it's really cool that it allows people to feel so close to us.
0: Th- that is that is something that's so true about podcast. The relationship people have with their podcasts that they follow mm-hmm. is very close. It's very oh, Do yeah. you find do people come to you and they talk to you as if they've known you? Yep. And, oh, yeah. and they're picking up the story just <laughs> where wherever yes. you were.
2: I think in person, it's always a lot nicer in terms of like, there's an over familiarity where, where people come up to me. I've been in stores in Chicago where I've been, I've been in New York where people run up to me on the street, but they'll just start talking and they'll be like, Hey, da, 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 da," and they'll, and after like two minutes, and I try to be very polite. And then after about two minutes, I'll be like, I'm so sorry where do I know you from? And they're like, Oh, you don't know me. I'm blank. And I'm like, Oh, so sorry. Can you lead with that next time? Just so I'm not terrified. I always um,
0: tell someone, when I don't know.
2: <laughs> but I, don't I think know in, you. in person, the over familiarity, uh, over familiarity is great. And it always makes me feel whoever I'm with. I always feel like a rock star. Cause they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a fan of the show. <laughs> but I think it, over social media is where it gets weird, where the over familiarity bleeds into someone will just direct message me and be like, Hey, you fucking idiot. Uh, oh. I, can we curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but they'll I say, think so. They'll say like, hey, you effing idiot we, or whatever. His mom curses on. Oh, that. good, good, good. But they'll say something just kind of rude. And I'll respond and be like, I'm sorry, what's going on? And they're like, oh, like, like JPC, like how he talks to you. And I'm like, oh, well, JPC is my friend. I've never <laughs> met or talked to you in my life. So please don't talk to me like that. And they're like, sorry, dude. I was just trying to have some fun with you. And I'm like, let's definitely have fun. But let's establish a relationship first or <laughs>
0: yeah that is just talk to that, me
2: like a human first and then we can have our own bits but
0: yeah uh, i i try to approach people of notoriety with context mm-hmm. like we did this class together or you yeah. don't know me at all but please yeah. come to my show <laughs> i don't i don't
2: i don't go up to a, well a long gone but i wouldn't go up to curly on the street and poke him in the eyes and right. him go what the hell my eyes and be like Sorry, I guess when Mo does it, it's funny, but when I do it, it's not.
0: <laughs> that is, that's a really great. You're being there, rude. There, there's darker, you know, there's like darker interpretations of that. Like the characters who play, there's an actor, name escaping right now, yeah. who play. Oh, no, I was listening to the, this is maybe less dark, but I was listening to an interview with the Broken Lizard guys. The, oh, yeah. The Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. And, they were talking about how in the I'm pretty sure it was Jay Chandrasekhar was talking about how in the heyday of Super Troopers and Beer Fest they couldn't go anywhere without people just loading them up with whatever drugs and alcohol and whatever they oh did. sure those guys, guys seem to have turned out fine which is great but I I'm pretty sure there are darker scenarios where you you can't go anywhere without. Someone trying to party with you. I think the Cheers cast used to tell stories of that, too. They couldn't go anywhere without anyone.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, What's his name? Norm couldn't, uh, didn't pay for a drink for 50 years or whatever.
0: That's amazing. All right, Adel. I know, in addition to your love of Chicago... You have an expertise and a love of foods. I think fine mm. and otherwise, not just the fanciest foods, but just all yeah. foods.
2: Yeah, I'm. And- I think what it is, and I think I think this is an outdated term. Like I think I think now in the sort of food industry, this is like a ghost term. But people used to refer to me as a foodie, but I think now there's such a stigma and, and oh, yeah, negative yeah, connotation. of can't be a foodie, foodie anymore. No, same with like molecular molecular gastronomy; like, no chef wants their name attached to that anymore <laughs> for some reason. Um, but I used to be known as a foodie. But I think what it is is I don't I don't necessarily think I'm an expert in food, or like I have this incredible palate, or I definitely don't cook very much. I think what it simply boils down to is I have a willingness to spend money on <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> on food. Like, I'm willing to just be like, this is an experience. Like I'll put off on uh, buying a new couch and I'm just going to go to this nice restaurant this, uh, this month or quarter. Um, and I think I just have a, 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 a huge curiosity for like, or just like searching out what is the best food? Where's the best taco? What's the best Thai food? what Thai restaurant has a secret menu with dishes you you can't get anywhere else or that are weird meats or so you know so i definitely just have this uh, uh, um, intense curiosity for food and and i'm always on the search for for what's new and what's fun
0: i think the part where you say that you invest in it as an experience or some people yeah. go to disney world some people <laughs> go skiing the food like because there is that there is that whole experience of bringing the food of talking to the waiters and you, you joked about molecular astronomy my in-laws took my wife and i when we were dating to wd 50 which was right oh in-laws. i went there yeah with wiley Dufresne wiley defrains yes and he was there and he came out and showed us how he he brought us into the to the kitchen and showed us how he made the famous eggs benedict that, yeah there's a there's a show so what i'm going to ask you to do yes is i'm going to i'm going to invite myself into your chicago restaurant Rude. And because I know Leah has a big Chicago contingent listening. And I, I was hoping you could maybe take me through a menu or, or or a restaurant experience, a few courses, but the stipulation, there's always a, we got to have a stipulation, is that you must pick foods from different places that are your favorite. So if mm. we're, we're going to start with an amuse-bouche, right? If the amuse-bouche, that, that's got to come from one of your favorite places. And then yes. the appetizer can come from somewhere else. And I'll say, let's do... Let's do five, four or five courses. We'll do okay. amuse-bouche, amuse, appetizer, entree, oh, and 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 dessert. Okay, so four, four courses.
2: Okay, four All courses right. and an amuse-bouche is one of them?
0: <laughs> well, I guess, I, mean, I, don't, I, I guess you're a higher roller. Uh, frozen
2: <laughs> grape is my amuse-bouche.
0: Um, <laughs> if, you, if you want to add a course. Yes, yes, know, yes. The, you're, you're welcome to, but I, I want to be mindful of, of the budget. Thank so that you, you. oh thank you I appreciate,
2: I appreciate it i appreciate it um okay first and foremost i do want to j- just quickly say if you're not from chicago as far as i know and i've been here for i don't know 17 years or something as far as i know no one calls it shy town so please when you come to chicago please don't call it shy town um <laughs> I, I don't as you did not say that shy, i <laughs> never call it shy town
0: i've had people call me shy down
2: yeah nickname but I've, i just i think recently i've seen a lot of tv i can't remember what shows Um, but I feel like there's people who are like, Hey, let's, uh, let's meet up in Chi town. And I'm like, no one, whoever wrote this is not from Chicago. Um, okay. So let's start with, Oh boy, this is going to be tough. I made a little list here just to remind myself of what's what I think what we're going to do is we're going to start off. We're going to treat this as if it's in the morning and we're gonna start off with a nice coffee. And I want to say there's a place called percolator, percolator coffee in Portage park. Um, that's, that's my favorite cup of coffee. So you're going to start a percolator for a cup of coffee that's going to be your sort of wake you up um start to tantalize your stomach and ready it prime the pump as it were for all the food that you're about to ingest
0: is this a macchiato chocolate bar coffee or is this just black coffee what's what what kind of coffee are we talking about here
2: um they have some fancier coffees but I, even their drip coffee is is stellar like they just make a good cup of coffee um and then not too far so that's on Irving Park and maybe 10 minutes East from there, still on Irving Park, is where we're going to pick up our mousse-bouche, which is going to be beignets from Junebug Cafe. Junebug Cafe is like a New Orleans-style um, coffee shop. Um, I like Percolator's Coffee better, but Junebug, the beignets there are absolutely phenomenal. So that's going to be our mousse-bouche. Load up your stomach with uh, 10 pounds of powdered sugar. That, to me, is the perfect way to start a meal.
0: That's. I feel the shakes already. <laughs> sounds amazing beignets Uh, are oh so good
2: so so good so we'll count that as one we'll count that as the amuse-bouche the coffee and the beignets um for our appetizer i think what i want to do and and pardon me this is on the fly so i'm looking over my list here just to double check okay for the appetizer we're gonna go to a place called galit uh g-a-l-i-t this is in israeli of
0: my cousin and a dear friend of mine in los angeles
2: is that true yeah 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 it, uh, do you know what that, what it, that Galit name is a or?
0: common Hebrew name? Uh, I did not know that it, it is a Hebrew name. Yeah. Um, I forget what it means right now. Okay. But I will find that out before we're, we're done here. But yeah, <laughs> my cousin Galit and uh, my dear friend Galit,
2: my cousin Galit, that's Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so Galit, Galit is a, I first found their they, they have a sister restaurant in New Orleans, which is my favorite uh, uh, city for food besides Chicago. They have a place called Shia in New Orleans, and then they open up a place in Chicago called Galit. So Galit, you're, wanna, uh, you're going to want to go there. Can I blow right your there. mind
0: for one moment, though? Please. My Do you have a cousin, Galit? Shia? My Married cousin to Shia? Galit's son, name is Shia. <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is a variation of my name in Hebrew.
2: That's fantastic. And also, I should say, I mentioned I'm Middle Eastern. I'm Palestinian. And just the two of us doing this podcast, this is like if the Montagues and the Capulets did audio together.
0: Absolutely, it <laughs> should happen more often. I knew that about your origin from, yeah. from learning about you, and uh, it is a pretty cool thing. Here we are talking about very cool thing, and it food. Just, food is always a good thing, right? Brings just everyone breaking together. Breaking of bread, welcoming yes. people into. Brings tent, everyone right? together.
2: Besides the red wedding, breaking of bread <laughs> means safe passage. Exactly. And speaking of Montagues and Capulets, we should say that Shy is biting his thumb at me this whole time. So you're going to want to go to Galit for the. Their hummus and pita. I know this sounds, here's the thing. If you told me, hey, you have to go to this place for their hummus and pita, I would be like, I grew up with hummus and pita uh, five days a week. My dad would make it or buy it or whatever. I, there's no way that I'm going to have any hummus or pita that's going to be like uh, extraordinary or stand out or whatever. The hummus and pita at Galeet is the best you'll ever have. They wow. bring out sort of like hummus and then there's there's almost like four little um uh, ramekins full of different um i don't even know what they are like different yogurt sauces and spicy oh, smoky awesome. like they're cool. spicy smoky sweet yeah we're mm. just like different concoctions that are akin to hummus but made from different ingredients and you could almost sit there for five hours and just snack on that it's the perfect thing and their pita bread comes fresh out of the oven i think oh, they only give you incredible. two pieces at a time because it's made to order and it's so popular. And then, if you want more, you can ask for more. But it's it's uh, it's absolute heaven. So, galit hummus pita and their little sampler platter up top.
0: Galit means fountain, by the way. Okay. Which gal is the Hebrew word for wave? So it's a water name. So that
2: okay. Sense. So is golem, which is a Hebrew clay monster, is that something different?
0: R- different root word. Different I root, know this or, or because-
2: probably golem, golem. Golem. Yeah. yeah, different yeah, yeah.
0: root route. Gol. Yeah. Okay. Goll is, is wave.
2: Gotcha. I yeah. G- I guess, I, I guess Golem is the sort of bastardization that uh, uh, Tolkien Tolkien took with, with the name worse. Golem is the traditional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you always, yeah, yeah. and speaking of cool fantasy things, Golem always, we were talking about this on, a, on, on another podcast, but Golem always seems to show up in the fantasy TV shows. Uh, we were okay. talking about this on, 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 on my, on, on my show last week and how, when, when they run out of witchcraft things in, in, in demon shows, they'll always throw in a golem as like a nugget to the Jews of like, <laughs> Oh, you see, we have you in our demonology also.
2: <laughs> I think the phrase nugget to the Jews is maybe the best <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, let's please get, uh, the Denver basketball team involved in that. Um, <laughs> So we have okay. So we had our coffee at Percolator. We had our beignets at uh, June Bug Cafe. We have our uh, hummus sampler platter and pita at Galit. Now it's time for probably our main entree. This is very very tough. Um, I think what I'm going to have to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two options. So I'm gonna I'm I'm sorry. I'm not gonna follow exactly what you mentioned, Shy. I think Please. you'll give me some leeway. Um, I'm gonna say, <laughs> but these are gonna be kind of similar. I'm gonna say you are either want to go to Au Cheval for a burger. Best burger I've ever had in my life, a place called Uh, I believe Jay Z and Beyonce were just there recently to, to sample the burger fare. It's a bit of a wait. It's become, the word is out. It's become very popular, but Ocheval, best burger you, you'll ever have in your life. Um, and I'll say, other side of the coin, very, very similar. But I'll say, if you want barbecue instead of a burger, you're going to want to go to Smoke, S M O Q U E, like barbecue, Q U E. So smoke uh, with a Q U E at the end. I love that. And you're going to want to get the sliced brisket so beef either
0: way yeah so i have a theory about barbecue places okay i I love barbecue places we have pretty good ones in virginia i wouldn't say the greatest but we have some really really good ones i feel like barbecue places isn't just all barbecue at a particular place is great but of the different barbecue places that you have in your in your quiver there are ones that specialize in certain areas. Like I go to one if I'm in the mood for burnt eggs. If I'm yep. in the mood for brisket, it's another one. But that same place doesn't necessarily have the best uh, smoked chicken. But yep. one place, smoked chicken is the secret weapon on the menu. And so I love that you drilled into the sliced brisket. Yeah, Moist or lean? Uh, I
2: like it moist. Yeah. A yeah, little fatty, a sure. little moist. Um, but they have a, they have pulled pork. They have chicken. They have everything. It's all – everything's uh, like an A-minus but the slice brisket is a plus plus don't and they have chopped brisket again that's an a minus slice brisket a plus 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 um and then I'll, oh boy i'll also throw in there's a place called crisp if you want korean fried chicken crisp that's going to be very good as well um and then we'll end with a nice dessert this is going to be a very heavy meal if you actually did this but we're going <laughs> to end with dessert and this is based on this is a recent well, you started in the morning I started so, in the morning. This yeah. could be
0: well into the <laughs> evening at this point.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to sort of base this off my uh, something I recently discovered that I never have before, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, there's a there's a restaurant called Community. I believe it's on Milwaukee. A restaurant called Community, and they have baked Alaska. Now, I went oh. there with my sister and my mom and my fiance, and we, were, the, we saw baked Alaska on a menu, and we'd never seen it on a menu before. We'd seen it in maybe like... Uh, Julia Child's cooking book, The Joy of Cooking or I, something? I feel like
0: you see it in movies sometimes. Yeah, like or, or really movies,
2: yeah. In like 80s movies where it's like yeah. the Goonies are like, let's have a Baked Alaska while we are in this cave. <laughs> John Candy's the, eating Yes. It. <laughs> so it's um, I'm sure Baked Alaska is also like a Rick Moranis, a Dave Thomas movie. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we we'd always heard of it or or you know seen it or whatever but we don't we didn't really know what it was or how it tasted so we kind of jokingly were like well let's order this baked Alaska it came and it was outstanding it was phenomenal i don't know how to describe it in terms of like it's kind of like a cake but with meringue on top that's kind of toasted it's kind of gooey uh very like cloyingly sweet um i mean after the beignets and this you'll be <laughs> wanting to go to a doctor but it was so and there's some ice cream there's an ice cream element to it as well it was so unlike anything else else I've had and just so delicious that all of us were like scraping our spoons to grab more and then we ordered a second one because we had not we had not gotten enough so
0: but in fairness you didn't eat all these other things in that day Correct, yeah. Okay, because in my mind, the <laughs> normal meal. just, wait, yes. you just went to the horse <laughs> burger place? And yeah. when you, oh, Cheval, it is a beef burger because Cheval means horse, isn't
2: it? Yeah, uh, oh, Cheval is of the horse. Um, but but the burger horse burger would be a good based. name too. I needed a place called Horse Burger.
0: <laughs> but the burger John is cow-based.
2: Yes, yes. Okay. yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> was that you, him recently? To,
2: Did you hear was, about that? What? Joe Rogan on his podcast was like, hamburger, pork. And His guest was like, What's up? And he goes, It says ham in the name, hamburger. And they're like, No, it's beef. And he goes, Somebody look this up. And his his <laughs> producer was like, I don't have to look it up, it's beef. And he goes, Then why is ham in the name? It's like, what are we doing? Um, like
0: there's no dog in hot dog yeah.
2: study either. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> um, so that would be my sort of just personal to me, that would be sort of my perfect meal um throughout throughout Chicago. And I I'm, will say, just for for the sake of five percent of your listeners and also my fiance and sister who are vegetarian there's a place called chicago diner which is all vegetarian and vegan um i would highly recommend that if you're on on that um scale
0: that's that sounds delicious i am i'm a meat eater but Mm -hmm. every once in a while i need to clean out need a lot of vegetarian food for like a couple of days oh yeah so now that now that The listener has eaten all this. They need to go to the doctor. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Leah, Leah lets me bring in uh, some of my bits from Friday Night Movie Podcast. And this is one of our favorites. This is the Rex RX. So Rex stands for recommendations. RX standing for prescription. You are now the doctor, and you're gonna rec. And I'm gonna hand you a scenario. (laughs) Some might be familiar. (laughs) Some might be not.
2: I feel like maybe in the in the first 50 episodes of Hey Riddle, Riddle, I believe. I used to call myself Doctor Recommendations. I'd oh. have to double check, but I think I yeah. So That's this amazing. is right in my
0: wheelhouse. Perfect. This is great. If if anything, podcasters, by the way, love to do is to recommend things. <laughs> <laughs> so it, these moods or or these scenarios, and then and then you would to the person that came to you say, "Oh, I this just happened to me, or this is yes. how I feel," and then the food or the restaurant or the menu item, and then let's keep it in Chicago. Just because, again, parameters makes it fun.
2: Perfect, yes. Okay.
0: Someone comes to you. They're an adult. So they are in their 30s today. Great, So So 30s in 2022, they just finished reading Lord of the Rings, including the appendices. Okay. What do they, what do they need to eat?
2: Okay, just finished uh, reading Lord of the Rings. I'm going to tell them um, you should go to a place. There's a place called Taste of Lebanon, Um, I think it's in Andersonville. You're going to want to go there and get the lentil soup. And then they have, they have like some sort of lamb wrap, everything in the grape leaves and stuff. The reason I say that is because Lord of the Rings, the first thing I thought of is like, you eat with your hands. Yeah. Like there's not as they're journeying, they're mostly breaking off whatever elven bread, Elvin <laughs> elven leaven bread that they're giving. Well,
0: the, yeah, the the lembas bread, right? Yes, yes, thank unfolding. you. Unfolding, that's, that's totally yeah. what jumped in my mind.
2: So, like breaking off eating with your hands, kind of unwrapping leaves. So that made me think grape leaves and lentils and stuff. So that that's one of the best Middle Eastern restaurants you'll ever go to. And it's a lot of uh almost exclusively eating with your hands.
0: That's awesome. so you feel oh, like a hobbit. I love it. That's 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 mm-hmm. incredible. Okay, so now. Your next patient has come to you. Okay. Now this is a really, you know, this has been a crazy couple of years, the pandemic. And uh, people have a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And someone's coming to you and saying, look, I have, a, and and not just the pandemic, like the world is nuts. (laughs) And they said, I have a lot of outside world induced anxiety. Okay. What should I eat in Chicago? Yes. To, to just take the edge off. Yes. Not like they don't have to get blackout drunk. Just take the edge off.
2: Take the edge off. This is good. Um, First, I would say to them, I'm not an actual doctor. Um, So please take that to heart. And then I would say, I would absolutely recommend go see the town clown Pagliacci. I believe his name is um, Pag- Pagliacci, something along those lines. And then he would say, but Dr. I am Pagliacci. And then we'd laugh and cry about that. And then I would probably tell them to go to, I would say, go to JP Graziano's. Now, J.P. Graziano's is a sandwich shop in, um, is, uh, it's, I think it's on Randolph. It's in the Fulton Market area of Chicago, which is sort of like the meatpacking warehouse-ish district. that has a lot of great restaurants. But J.P. Graziano's like super old school Italian sub uh, sandwich shop. You go inside. It's all family members. It's like three brothers up front. And then when you pay, you go to this little wooden room in the back where like the grandma's back there taking money and calling you sweetheart and sweetie. The reason I would say go there is because it's a nice, calm family vibe. Uh, you feel very welcome the minute you step in, and also a big issue with me in terms of uh, I I can get a lot of anxiety, and a lot of that comes from like decision making. Like oh, yeah. I'm, I I become paralyzed with decision making. So JP Graziano's is like I think they have like six subs or something. Like there's only six sandwiches you can there's get.
0: There's no there's no specialty nonsense. You no no, one no. Of the subs.
2: yeah. It's like they have the subs, and then they have uh, cannoli, and that's about it. Oh, um, so gosh. you're going to go there, and they have a sandwich called the Mr. G. So it's called J.P. Graziano. I think Mr. G is like their grandpa or something who started the place. You're going to get the Mr. G. That's the one thing you get there. You're going to sit down. They have, like, t- uh, benches there you can eat inside at a bench. and They, they wrap it in that sort of white butcher's paper. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be very clean. Very calming, very simple. You're not going to be overwhelmed by sitting down with a menu. You're not going to have a waiter. You order at the counter and then pay in the back. There's no waiter you have to deal with, um, and you can sit away from anybody you want. So I feel like the lessening of options and the warmth from that place is what's going to cause you to um, to have reduced anxiety. I
0: love I love the less of options because sometimes you just have to know mm-hmm. what a place specializes in and get that. Yes. Like my wife will will be at a, a diner and she'll say, "Oh, there's sushi on the menu." I said, mm-hmm. "No, don't, <laughs> please, don't." Not at a diner. Not no, club sandwich, <laughs> eggs, not sushi. All right. The last one before we take a quick break. Yes. You're, you you mentioned you're engaged, Mazel tov. That's wonderful. Thinking she's
2: she's Jewish, so oh, she's Jewish. Uh, apropos, yes. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: All right mazel tov. uh, uh it would be uh and the in-laws are in town yes so this is not where you're going to take the in-laws okay this is for you or not not your in-laws i'm sure your in-laws are lovely like mine but someone's <laughs> in-laws are in town yeah what do they need to eat in chicago
2: okay interesting interesting um i'm gonna give i'm gonna do two options here Uh, the first option I'm going to give is, um, there is a place called, uh, there's a place Alinea. Okay. First option, I'm going to say Alinea. That's the big guns. We're bringing out the big guns. Alinea is the number one restaurant in Chicago. Uh, for a while, I think it was the number one restaurant in America and like internationally ranked. So it's a guy named Grant Ackett's who trained at, uh, under Thomas Keller at the French laundry. And he, um, he kind of put Chicago food on the map, um, with, with trio. And he had a few other restaurants. Um, but that is the place where it's like, if you want to impress anyone, and I absolutely would want to impress my in-laws, you take them to a Linea. It's a prefix menu. Um, the main thing that Akats is known for is a dish called the black truffle explosion, which is like a little spoon with a piece of pasta and black truffle. And as you put it, as you put it in your mouth, it kind of disintegrates and explodes outward. Um, So Alinea is the place, it's very pricey, but if you want to impress, which typically, maybe not typically, but at least for me, if I'm hanging out with the in-laws, I want to impress them and be like, here's why Chicago is the place to go. Because my my future in-laws, one lives in New York. And then the other one lives in New Jersey and goes to New York. Or I'm sorry, lives in Vermont, but came from uh, Jersey and goes into New York a lot. So they're around a lot of good food.
0: Like the band Fish from New Jersey.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And and my in-laws are always playing guitar on trampolines, I should say. (laughs) So Alinia is going to be my number one. The other one I'm going to say is, let me look over my list here for just a moment to make sure I have this correct. Okay. The other place I'm going to list is uh, Girl and the Goat. Now, Girl and the Goat is, uh, uh, in Stephanie or and, uh, Girl and the Goat. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you said Girl in the <laughs> Get Goat. Get that girl out of there. Cut the gut open. <laughs> <laughs> There's a girl in that goat. Um, Girl, Girl and the Goat. And the reason I'll say this is because it's Stephanie Izard or Izard. I think it's Izard. Oh, Izzard. yeah. She, she Stephanie was from Top my Chef.
0: favorite season of Top Chef back when yeah. my wife and I were foodies before we stopped. <laughs> that show is <was> very <laughs>
2: niggling. Oh, She's yes. Cool. Um, but you're, you are you want to go there because specifically, it's a very it's a very nice place, but it's very low key atmosphere. Like you can sit at a table and not you you are not overwhelmed by the other tables chatter. Like you can't really hear anyone. I don't know if it's like acoustics or the layout or whatever it is. My the materials they're using.
0: Bummed because she goes to restaurants to listen to other people's. Problems. Ooh, to yeah, overhear. That's her thing. She <laughs> loves it. But I'm into it because I don't like hearing other people on the. <laughs>
2: But you go there because you're going to be able to have a nice conversation and it's not drowned out or it's not overwhelming. And then another great um, uh, aspect of this place is a lot of the dishes are like family style almost, where it's like you can get sides or whatever and everyone can pick at it, so um, you get to try everything. Because my, especially my future mother-in-law is very much like, almost gets plate envy, where when I've been out to eat with her in New York or wherever else, We'll both order different things. And then she'll see mine and be like, what did you get? And I'll be like blank. And she's like, I didn't see that. Can I have b- a bite? And then she's like, can I have another bite? And pretty soon she's cleaning the plate herself with a piece of bread. So I like the idea of having almost a communal and, and publican like that in Chicago is, is very similar to a VEC, but I, I'm going to say girl in the goat um, because it's going to be able to sh- have those shared dishes at the table, which is going to lead to a nice vibe. Nobody getting upset that they're <laughs> stealing off your plate. It's all communal. It's all good.
0: So you love graphic novels, you love mm. comics, yeah. You love, I know you love the Avatar verse like I do. Yes. Where, when did you start? What? Where, where? Where did your love of the comic book world start, uh, or the I, or the graphic world start?
2: Yeah, I I have to assume I haven't really thought about it, but I have to assume it was with like the nineties X Men cartoon oh yeah so i think yeah so i think that was what got me into it and then i started reading a lot of x-men x-force um i became obsessed with nightcrawler is probably my all-time favorite comic book character wow Um, that's a cool
0: that's a cool character to, to
2: pick yeah i think he's just so interesting in terms of like he's german he's an acrobat he um he his power is not like overwhelming. It's like he can teleport and he's very agile, but it's not like it's not like Superman or something where it's or cable where cables just like, I do everything. I just like that it's <laughs> he's like, I can teleport, which can be used to like save people or used to sneak up behind, behind someone and punch them or something. Um, and then I think just the the aesthetic, like his look is so interesting of like he looks like a monster. And yet he's very gentle and very loving and very considerate and thoughtful. And, and I mean, I know Beast has a similar situation going on where he's—he's more cerebral, though. Yeah, but he's more, and, he's yeah, but he's more c- romantic the same way. Yes, yes, yes. He's more of a yeah. He's more of a scientist. So I just—I don't know what it is. I just really connected with Nightcrawler, so he's been my favorite. But but uh, that set me on a path of like finding uh, like i said the x-men uh one-to-one from the cartoon to the book that i found the uh, you know excalibur and alpha flight and x-force and the alpha uh, flight
0: deep cut new mutants Can- the canadian
2: the X-Men. canadian yeah <laughs> with <What's laughs> the sasquatch um uh the new mutants and then that led to me going back to discover some amount of spider-man and then eventually that led me to the darker stuff of like uh frank miller stuff and yeah what I'm currently obsessed with, which is like, I mean, to me, Grant Morrison is uh, the end all be all. I like uh, Gaiman, Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah. I well, love I'm, his stuff, but I feel I'm like Grant Morrison to me is the Sand best man right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, very cool. I um, did, that was a thing I needed to do in my
2: life. <laughs> I still have not read those and I own them all. Um, uh, the animal man run of Grant Morrison is to me what like blew my mind open and, and uh, really made me, dive deeper into graphic novels so so good that's and i think awesome. they just referenced that in the newest season of big mouth the oh, ending wow. of big mouth had a very animal man
0: i think they they absolutely ripped that off that's cool i i the i love you know what's funny I, my kids now i was told this by my kid's teacher when book reading came around or when they talked about book projects
2: this classic uh paper there.
0: the the what
2: the Scholastic Fair. Oh, the, the
0: Scholastic, the, yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah. My, my wife loves the Scholastic <laughs> paper. When that comes, the kids get, the only time the kids can buy whatever thing they want is when Go that nuts, thing yeah. comes. The, my, uh, the, my kid's teacher told us, I know you were all raised at a time when you had to read, you know, of Mice and Men and uh, Judy Rips Bloom books or, or whatever, yeah. yeah, you know, books, But I just want you to know your kids, they're allowed to come home with graphic novels now. That is totally acceptable reading. We just want kids reading. And my kids are reading these wild, very cool graphic novels. One of them, both of them have now read this book, Joe, which is a graphic novel take on little women, like a modern take on little women. Oh, very cool.
2: Is it just J.O.? J.O., yeah. Yeah.
0: And it led to them reading the book. And then we watched both versions of the movies. And, and so I, I think kids are, I would have loved to have, brought, I read so many cool comics back that were so much cooler than some of the stuff i read in the nineties. I would have loved to go back and read.
2: Those. That's really cool that the school is like, teach, I don't know if it's teacher specific or the school in general, but I feel like graphic novels are such a gateway into loving reading in general that you should you should embrace it versus being like put those comics away a you know read teaching mr tingle or or indian in the (laughs) cupboard or whatever whatever uh our town or something that's a
0: (laughs) perfect choice perfect choice of a book we had to read yeah
2: Yeah. our 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 town was the one we had to read where everyone was like oh books suck and they're like no our town is actually (laughs) very good and it's like no no no, it is awful (laughs) i've gone back as an adult to try and read it i'm like
0: no this absolutely blows Our Town always seems to be the play that people are putting on in a TV show or something. Yeah, it's the worst.
2: Yeah, just the worst.
0: So so let's talk about the Avatar-verse, and I'm going to frame it in terms of... So I'm a Star Wars kid, but when I discovered Avatar The Last Airbender and then The Legend of Korra, I actually felt like, oh my goodness, this is the best universe that I've seen Since Star Wars, and because the creators are still in charge and they haven't broken it, it's not broken
2: yet. Yeah. It's yes, correct.
0: It's intact. It's it's magic. Yes. Right. Those even untainted. Untainted. And I try to tell grown-ups all the time to watch it and they say a cartoon. And I'm like, nope, it's not a cartoon. It just is. It's an epic. And there are some terrific graphic novels associated with that. The sequel graphic novels are fantastic sequel 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 so they have there's a series of novel graphic novels that uh-huh. that they've released that continue the story oh shit, oh, I have to
2: <laughs> immediately after this uh podcast, you have to email me the name of these because I oh, need to read these
0: yeah, and I collect them in in library edition, so we will wow. I will I, I yeah they're they're beautiful they if you get the big please. hardcover ones, they're gorgeous it's terrific and they if, are if
2: you're if you're an adult and you're thinking a uh, cartoon, I don't want to watch this. Watch the, I forget what episode is called, but it's like the tales. It's like the four tales of whatever. But, but the, Iroh is under the tree and the, oh, Oh. just absolute bawling, crying. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like one of the best episodes
0: of television ever. Yes. Incredible. So. I'm going to tie it all together here. (laughs) Okay. Friday night movie. We play a game. Our signature game is called buy rent. Meh. Okay. You've probably played a similar game, um, but more in more appropriate... Or you've heard of a similar game in more inappropriate context, but... The Tales of Buy, Rent, Meh. The Tales of Buy, Rent, Meh. <laughs> there's a lot of tales. So the the buy is the, your highest rank. Remember okay. v- VHS? This is all based on VHS yeah. and videos, right? you buy oh, yeah. a video if you liked it.
2: Which back your then was $90 or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, if you, if you lost a blockbuster VHS, you owed them $90, which is bonkers.
0: We had... Sister Act two, back in the habit, stuck in our car for <laughs> years. They tried to charge us so much money for that. <laughs> so, buy is your highest ranking here. Rent okay. is your medium. I'll shell out the four or five bucks and mm-hmm. hopefully bring it back on time so I no don't pay it more. And then now, met. Met can mean anything. Met can be negative. It can be ambivalent. It's really in how you deliver your met. So right. this is not a, um, a, a one two three. It's more like a one two and wild card
2: yes perfect
0: So i'm going to present you with three characters from the avatar verse okay you have the opportunity to open up a restaurant in chicago with any one of them and you must rank order them by rent meh, and of course justify your your reason so in the avatar verse if you were to open up a restaurant in chicago with any of the following three who's your buy who is your rent who is your meh? and i'm okay. going with core characters because i don't want to play minutia games you know not asking you about the cabbage guy. Okay. I, I heard, heard you go. say
2: Korra characters.
0: No, no, Korra characters. I'm not okay. I'm going with the core I characters. i still
2: heard Korra characters because I hear what I want to hear.
0: Okay. But I mean we can do Korra characters too, but <laughs> I'll just start with the with the OG. Perfect. Yeah. Aang, yes. the Avatar himself. Zuko, the young Fire Lord. And my personal favorite character in all of the Avatar verse, Katara.
2: Remind... Uh, I'm embarrassed to say it's been about eight years since I saw the series. Remind me Katara is... Katara is the older sister of... She's the water Of Bender. Zuko.
0: She's the waterbender. She yes. is the love interest of Aang. She's kind of like the the idealist in the group. The believer. Yes, the yes, one yes. who believes in Ang at all costs. And I believe Ang can save her. She's the narrator in that opening segment. Yes, 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 yes. The iconic opening segment. But if you um, want to switch her out with someone you know more, by all means, this is... um yes i
2: would say i mean my favorite character my favorite character in the entire series was Toph.
0: oh
2: and then probably second would be appa or Appa. um (laughs) when he when he got abducted i cried for a week um i'm gonna say oh boy i'm gonna rent ang i feel like having ang around the kitchen i feel like having ang in charge he's got a lot going on he doesn't quite have a firm grasp on responsibility sometimes Um, and yeah so I feel like Ang there's a big learning curve there at times he can be annoying at times he wants to shirk his responsibilities so I feel like Ang I'm going to rent because he's got potential but he has the highest ceiling out of anyone for sure I mean
0: he's a vegetarian so he gets some creative vegan food
2: yeah yeah but I feel like it would be and because he can bend everything he is probably he can't control it sometimes and it just makes a mess in the kitchen um, so he's going to be my rent. I think by is going to be Zuko. Um, because he, he's the, he's fire bender, right? Oh yeah. And he, and to me, cooking's all about fire. Uh, if you want to, if you want to watch something that's like the most food porn porn you've ever seen, <laughs> watch, uh, Oh boy. Now I can't remember the, the name of the show it's on Netflix. It's, it's like a, every episode focuses on a chef. Um, I can't remember the name of the show, but the guy's name is Francis Mallman. There's a guy named Francis Mallman who is a chef who lives in Patagonia and like this remote area of Patagonia. And he only cooks with fire, everything he cooks with fire. And when you watch his episode of this thing on Netflix, it's like 50 minutes long. It is, is it mind of a chef? No, that's David Chang. But it is the you will sit there salivating, and you'll be like, "I want nothing more in the world Chef's than to table? reach." Table
0: could that be what it's? Chef's
2: called? table, that's what it is. Chef's table. All right. So watch it's the Francis three of season one. Rant, watch the Francis Mallman episode of Chef's Table, and you will be like, "I want this man to be my savior." He the the food, the way he cooks it, it's all fire, and it's the most exceptional looking food I, I've ever seen in my life. My goal is to one day buy a ticket to Patagonia to eat at his restaurant there. Which the restaurant when you go to Patagonia is just his like front yard, and he has like ten fire pits and he cooks stuff over the course of a day over fire. That's so that's gonna be so fire to me is key. Zuko is gonna be my buy 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 buy, and uh, we're gonna cook with fire. Um, So that leaves who is I'm so sorry. Katara. What was the Katara? Katara is gonna be my meh because. Uh, Air's not bad. airbender No, she's waterbender.
0: She's waterbender. She's so waterbender. Like got sous vide and boiling. Yeah, you could sous vide.
2: Um, here's what I'll say. I would love her to be on my weight staff because refilling water it doesn't have to go back to get a pitcher. Just <laughs> refilling water left and right. The house is happy. Every customer is like, I can't even. I can't even finish my twelve ounces before it's refilled. So I think that's fantastic. Uh, also, if we happen to have any amount of seafood. That's going to be key for her to just like you know keep the water um, cycled out so that the lobsters don't don't uh, get you know their gills gunked up or whatever. So I think that's going to be that's it's going to be my meh of like you're useful you have a place but it's maybe not you're not my full on partner because uh, it's you're not bringing to the table what I want. I want I want smokiness. I want fire. I want that crackle and that crisp and that that
0: uh, singe and burn. I think that sounds delicious. All right, I'll refine. Legend of the podcast world, improv improviser extraordinaire. You've been so gracious with your time. We are so grateful that you joined Finding Favorites for this special episode. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and I would love to know where are all the places people can and should follow you.
2: Yeah, so you should check out the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, that's going to be on Twitter. Um, but you said where they can follow me. That's going to be at Adlerify on Twitter or Instagram, uh, spelled A-D-A-L-R-I-F-A-I. So you can follow me there. Uh, but yeah, then follow my podcast. More importantly, Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle.
0: Terrific. And those shows are so much fun. And,
2: Thank you so much,
0: I And uh, like I said, my, my podcast professor, getting to interview your podcast professor <laughs> is <it's> an intimidating <laughs> moment in the podcast world. <laughs> Uh, I am your guest host for today, Shai Corman. You can catch me every week with my sisters on the Friday Night Movie Podcast, but more importantly, this is the this is Finding Favorites, where we talk about their favorite things without any kind of algorithm, so you get cool recommendations. But you're 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 really listening to people's true loves, invented mm-hmm. by the great Leah Jones of Chicago, who also hosts one of my favorite shows, co-hosts Candy Chat Candy Chat Chicago with. Jocelyn Gayboy, also a rockin' good time. Ooh, so, I gotta check that out. That is that show is incredible. That one, I I laugh so hard during that show that my face hurts. My Can, sister, Candyland, Candy Chat Chicago, Candy Chat, Chicago. and they taste candy and review it. And my sister and I, uh, I, I I don't. We're not the only ones because now Leah, like the podcast, is well enough known that Leah people just send candy to her house all the time that's amazing but my sister and i are kind of in this like war trying to to i send canadian chocolate bars my sister sends candy from spain and when they review it they if they don't like something they shred it i had one of my candies that i sent say that it, it tasted like cigarette ashes so they <laughs> they don't hold back when they love something, something. anyways that's like God. my
2: dad i feel like international candy is either it, there's no <laughs> middle ground it's the bookends it's either a 10 or a zero like my dad will bring me back like a halva bar from from when he goes to jordan or something and i'm like this is the best thing i've ever had and then they'll bring me back some like toasted sesame thing and i'm like this is the most inedible piece of garbage <laughs> I've ever laid eyes on.
0: It's like my my brother-in-law gives us Russian candy, which just tastes like tears and <laughs> running from your village being burned. <laughs> um, so follow and subscribe and tell people about finding favorites you can follow me at pancake and the number four table pancake for table on twitter and instagram or at friday night movie shine can i just say
2: as a guest host you absolutely crush it you did an amazing job
0: wow thanks man i would never guess you were filling
2: in you did an exceptional job so thank you for making me feel so welcome and for uh um for along for a great time
0: well well well, that that really means a lot to hear but it's also a tribute to this show which truly does that thing where it makes people feel like they're part of the show connected to the connected to the host yeah and so so it has its it i really am grateful for that wow i'm i'm stumped now but (laughs) finding favorites leah jones leah get better soon uh yes get better and uh we we wish everybody uh well and thanks for for being here thanks for listening Anytime. Thank you so much. Bye forever.
1: Thank you for listening to Finding Favorites with Leah Jones. Please make sure to subscribe and drop us a five-star review on iTunes. Now, go out and enjoy your favorite things.